0: Sometimes I feel more canine than human, but uh, ah, I can understand. Yeah, what you're saying there too. I, I think you're hanging I, around
1: your dogs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they are great dogs. I'll tell you, I was just with them. Okay, five. You are loved when you are born. You will be loved when you die. In between, you have to manage. Note: If you just want to walk fast, walk alone. But if you want to walk far, walk together. Now, there is something very wise.
2: Live your life with purpose, change someone's life for the better, and leave a lasting impact on those around you. Welcome to Finish Strong, the podcast designed to help you discover your unique purpose and develop a plan to leave a powerful legacy. Dan, Brian, and Terry are ready, so let's get started.
1: I remember my first job in high school. I was frying chicken at Chicken Coop Chicken, and I was <laughs> waiting on customers, and I made a dollar. 60 an hour oh you beat me brian what did you make your first job
0: i think it was a dollar 45 i was at a car wash Ooh, i had you beat in the winter
3: (laughs) (laughs) terry i made a dollar 50 working as
1: a custodian at a school well today we're going to talk about a guy who was worth over seven billion dollars at the end of (laughs) Mm. his life Uh, a figure most of us can't even comprehend and yet he wasn't totally fulfilled We're going to talk about it in this edition of Finish Strong. I'm Dan Wheeler. I'm joined by Brian Rowland and Terry Steen and our producer, John Matarazzo. We've got a lot to cover. Steve Jobs is who we're going to talk about. You guys have all heard of Steve Jobs. I mean, you think of Apple, Apple computers. How much do they affect our life on a daily basis, huh? Oh, it's incredible, and I'm still upset that I didn't buy stock early on.
0: <laughs> no. I'm, ups- I'm upset that I sold stock early on.
1: <laughs> oh, that's worse almost. Well, Steve Jobs, give you a little background, he was the co-founder, CEO, chairman of Apple Computers. His birth parents actually put him up for adoption, and he was adopted by Claire and Paul, Paul Jobs. As a youngster, he'd work with his dad on electronics in, in the garage. You know, he tested so high in fourth grade that the school wanted him to jump up to high school. (laughs) But his parents said no. And so he became kind of a prankster in school out of boredom. Uh, Terry and Brian, we're all pranksters, but not because of that high IQ. I mean, Uh, yeah, they didn't
3: ask me to move up a grade. I promise you that. They wanted
1: me to go the other way. Four four of my best years were the fourth grade. That's That's (laughs) Uh, He dropped out of college after six months and 1974, he was a video game designer. See if you remember this name for Atari. Yeah, <laughs> some of those that great- was, that took place that replaced our ping pong, pong? you know, the pong, pong. game. That's right, <laughs> I love that. That was kind of my speed there. <laughs> uh, he traveled to India for enlightenment and experimented with psychedelic drugs after he left hmm. Atari in hmm. 1976. He formed Apple with Steve Wozniak in his family's garage. In 1985, he was forced out of the company, formed Next, which was a computer platform company. He came back, revitalized the company in 97. Now, (laughs) he died in 2011, guys, at the age of 56 Mm. of pancreatic cancer. Sobering. Yeah. His net worth was around $7 billion, as I mentioned earlier. So we're going to examine his last words as he summed up his life, because they are really telling their profound, but I think sad. We're going to read through and uh, I'm going to read the first part and then Brian's going to jump in and Terry, but listen to Steve Jobs' last words. I reached the pinnacle of success in the business world. In others' eyes, my life is an epitome of success. However, aside from work, I have little joy. In the end, wealth is only a fact of life that I am accustomed to. At this moment, lying on the sick bed and recalling my whole life, I realized that all the recognition and wealth that I took so much pride in have paled and become meaningless in the face of impending death. Hmm. You can employ someone to drive the car for you, make money for you, but you cannot have someone to bear the sickness for you. Material things lost can be found, but there is one thing that can never be found when it is lost, life. Hmm.
0: When a person goes into the operating room, he will realize that there is one book that he has yet to finish reading, Book of Healthy Life. Whichever stage in life we are at right now, with time we will face today when the curtain comes down, treasure love for your family, love for your spouse, love for your friends, treat yourself well, cherish others.
3: As we grow older and hence wiser, we slowly realize that wearing a $300 or a $30 watch, they both tell the same time. Whether we carry a $300 or a $30 wallet or handbag, the amount of money inside's the same. Whether we drive a 150000 or a $30,000 car, the road and the distance is the same, and it takes us to the same destination. Whether we drink a bottle of 300 or $10 wine, <laughs> the hangover's the same, It's what they say. Whether the house we live in is 300 or 3,000 square feet, loneliness is the same. You'll realize your true inner happiness does not come from the material things of this world. Whether you fly first or economy class,
1: if the plane goes down, you go down with it. Therefore, I hope you realize when you have mates, buddies, and old friends, brothers and sisters who you chat with, laugh with, talk with, Have sing songs with. Talk about north, south, east, west, or even heaven and earth. That is true happiness. Now, he goes on to say a few other things that we'll come back to in the end, but it's very telling when you look at a guy who he says in his own words, he reached the pinnacle of success in the business world. He was the epitome of success, but apart from work, he said he had very, little happiness. So really, guys, his money and his success, what did he think about it? it was kind of meaningless. Mm-hmm. It's, it's shocking when you think about
3: it. Yeah, uh, that's the key out of that whole first section. That sentence stood out to me more than anything. Aside from work, I have little joy. And the problem is, is he put his whole life into his work. Mm-hmm. And too many times people do that, don't they? Mm-hmm. They get so caught up with the career and the money and everything that they get consumed with it and realize it's not bringing them joy.
1: But Brian, you and I have met a lot of famous people who have said, man, I got to the top and said, that's all there is. Mm-hmm.
0: While I was reading that, looking through my Bible too, and I came across Deuteronomy 8, 17 and 18 that said, Beware lest you say in your heart, my power and the might of my hand have gotten me this wealth. You shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may confirm his covenant that he swore to your fathers as it is this day. When we start thinking that we could do it ourselves is when we find out in the end that it's not true. We all think that we made this happen, but it wasn't that at all. God has His plan for us if we're going to happen or not. But does he get the honor and the glory? It depends on us and our relationship with him.
1: Ecclesiastes, written by Solomon, the wisest man to ever live. He said, in verse 17 of chapter 1, And I gave my heart to know wisdom and to know madness and folly. I perceived that this also is vexation of spirit. I mean, Steve Jobs, a very brilliant man, had a lot of knowledge, had wisdom, and yet the money, the fame, didn't give him much happiness at all. Mm-mm. You know, it's easy to look at other people and say, I want what they have. We, we did a podcast once called "The Prison of Want," Terry, and it's so yeah. easy to want more, more, more. Exactly, but that's not
3: the answer. Well, you were talking about King Solomon, and I'd I'd move down one more chapter in the seventeenth verse. It says, I hated life because the work that was done under the sun was grievous to me (laughs) for all his vanity and grasping for the wind. So that was kind of his theme. But he, he was talking about work being hot and troublesome and grievous. And it just, in the long run, didn't mean anything.
1: Yeah, that's the section on money and wealth. But then he talked about how you face sickness and death alone. He said, you know you go into the operating room alone, you have to carry that burden yourself. And I saw that when Beth got stage four cancer, no one could walk that journey for us. For her, she had, she was the one that had to do the chemo treatments, the procedures, the stints put in, et cetera, et cetera. And I was there with her as her support, feeling like I was alone because other people couldn't do that job for me. And you know, you you're, you're alone if you face it alone, but you don't have to face it alone. Mm-hmm. Because in Psalm 23, verse 4, David said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. That's what I feel was missing in Steve Jobs' final words, was that that faith in God. When we are living in Him and with Him, we have everything, because we have eternal life.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: That's yeah. so good, Dan. And that's the truth. So many do face it alone, and the Bible tells us that we don't have to. I've talked to numerous pastors. As you know, many pastors do funerals and memorial services. It's real easy to do a service for a born-again believer. Mm -hmm. But when you have to do a service for someone who does not know Christ as their Savior, or they're not sure, or the indications would be they don't, That is one of the hardest things for a pastor to do, because how do you put a positive spin on a life that does not have eternity ahead in heaven?
0: Mm -hmm. And over in Psalm 146, 4, the Bible tells us, too, When his breath departs, he returns to the earth. On that very day, his plans perish. So no matter what plans you're making for yourself or what, how you're planning on building your business or where you're taking your life in which direction, it all perishes when you take that last breath because you just return to earth, return to the earth. And then, like we mentioned in previous podcast, we have to think of spiritual things because that goes on forever. It's eternal where this is just physical.
1: In Steve Jobs' own words, he said, you can employ someone to drive the car for you, Make money for you, but you cannot have someone to bear the sickness for you. Material things lost can be found, but there's one thing that can never be found when it is lost, life. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about that for a second, because right off the top of my head, I can't think of the reference, but the Bible says, you know, he that uh, findeth his life shall lose it, but he that loseth his life for my sake shall find it. That's how Mm -hmm. we find our life is by losing ourselves in Jesus, in God. Yeah, yeah. And
3: perspective changes as you're laying on your deathbed or as you sense mortality setting in. I I was thinking about my dad when he was uh, getting ill and fading and I noticed a change, all the things that he really got excited about. He loved the Chicago Cubs, and he loved watching TV, and he loved reading his newspaper. And as I would ask him about things like that, I surprisingly realized that he didn't really care about that anymore. (laughs) He wasn't even watching the Cubs play anymore. And I realized that as his... Perspective and his mind shifted during those times of slowly going downhill. That the things of interest that we have shift too, and as Christians, it should be moving toward eternal things, shouldn't Mm, it?
0: mm -hmm.
1: Boy, so true.
0: No, you're right. I'll tell you when when my father was was passing passing away, he was on his deathbed. He, my mom was his was his mentor in Christ. She led him to the Lord. But the thing he thought about and he asked her about was do you think God will forgive me for the things I couldn't do i mean he was like there was things he thought he should be doing but he couldn't do it he didn't feel uh, like he was honorable enough to do it for the lord or something like that you know and, but he had he had this guilt come over him which i think was satan playing with his mind saying where's your god now but my mom just she reassured him he was in the right place at the right time where he's supposed to be in the lord and we know that we know where he went because shortly after that he took his last breath. But you start thinking of things eternal. That's the truth. But as soon as you get closer to it, it's true.
1: Well, I'm going to give John Metarazzo a heads up because Terry, you said our perspective changes. You and I are in our late 60s. Brian's a little bit older, <laughs> early <laughs> 70s. <laughs> but John, John, how old are you? 37. 37. Yeah. Okay. So you know we've all come to the point we realize that money and material things and fame, you know, it doesn't satisfy you. I know you're a wise guy and you've been raised in the Lord, but I'm sure you see people your age just working their tails off to get ahead, to get money, to get that new car. I know you, you've you gotten a few raises along the way and we've celebrated <laughs> it. Probably nothing like $7 billion. <laughs> Definitely not that much. But, no. um, but, but as you observe the words of Steve Jobs... And all the money and all the success, what strikes you the most?
2: Well, I like the comparison that you made with, with Solomon and Ecclesiastes. You know, it's all, it's all vanity. You know, the, the things that, that stick out to me, like, yes, it's nice to have good things, good quality things, um, you know, go on vacations and, and things like that. But something that is always bouncing around in my brain and in my spirit is a legacy, What legacy will I leave behind? Mm. What investment am I making into other people's lives that are really going to make a difference beyond just for the moment? You know, like telling somebody about Jesus will change their eternity. You know, helping mentor somebody will change the trajectory of their life. I know that because I've been mentored. That helped me substantially in life. So but those are the things that I really focus on. But yeah, I do see a lot of people that are just striving to keep up with the Joneses.
3: Yeah, you know, it was interesting when Karen and I talked frequently about what he was saying about the price of the car that you drive getting you from point A to point B. And it's never something that we thought was a priority. We didn't feel we were using God's money as well as we could. By driving too nice a car,
1: it just didn't seem right when it could be used for other things. And, you know, I was talking to John about people who just work, work, work. I mean, that's <laughs> all. And they end up sacrificing their, their health. And I'm sure Steve Jobs, you know, he would have given all his wealth back for his health. I hear that people give up all their health to achieve wealth. And once they've achieved the wealth but lost their health, they would give all their wealth back. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a vicious circle We do need to take care of ourselves. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 says, Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own. So we're supposed to take care of ourselves. But, boy, you don't want to be so driven that you just lose sight of all the important things in life.
0: How many people have we seen that they're so consumed in the business and what they're doing that that's all they talk about? And they go over things over and over as if they're giving you a pitch constantly. I mean, that happens. they just get over consumed with it, and there's just no room for anything else in their life.
1: You know somebody very well who's like that yeah, <laughs> so. but yeah it's you know it's a it's a trap, it really is Satan sets a lot of traps, and the glitter and the shine of gold and silver and cars you know it's out there, and mm-hmm. We all want to have nice things. But I think of Mother Teresa, you know. She gave up everything and lived among the poor and served the poor and just gave her life for that. You know, Steve Jobs did realize some important things. He talked about family and friends are very important. I'll read it again where he said, Therefore, I hope you, uh, after he said, you know, that happiness doesn't come from material things. He says, I hope you realize when you have mates, buddies, and old friends, brothers and sisters who chat with you, laugh with you, talk with, have sing songs with, talk about north, south, east, west, or heaven and earth, that is true happiness. You know, we have, we've all had great families, come from great families, but guys, people always often comment on fearless faith that they're kind of amazed that the three of us have stayed such good friends for 48, 49 years, but it's something we've had to work at. But we realized it's important.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely.
1: Like, listen, uh, Proverbs 17,
3: 17, it tells how a friend loves at all time, but it goes on to say a brother is born for adversity. To be a true friend, to be a true brother, you have to be there for the other person you love. And then, um, Righteous, in Psalms 12, it talks about righteous. the righteous choose friends carefully. Mm-hmm. So you have to be careful about it, but there's nothing better than friends and family and how important that is as you come into your last days.
0: It's true. And over in Romans 12, 10, what i like to go back to in this section would be love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another with showing honor. And I think, you know, how true that is.
1: Yeah. And Brian, you've got friends back from childhood in Cleveland. You talk about all the the time, the Gugliardes, yeah. the the fagools, the Masellis. Yeah. Um let's let's move on because we're running out of time. Steve Jobs near the end of his talk, we didn't read these yet. He said there's five undeniable facts of life. One, don't educate your children to be rich. Educate them to be happy. So when they grow up, they will know the value of things, not the price.
3: That's good. Yeah. Think about that for even our grandchildren, that they would understand the importance of happiness and joy in life. True.
1: The best awarded words in London, eat your food as your medicines. Otherwise, you have to eat medicines as your food. Mm. (laughs) Let me make a note of that. (laughs) The one who loves you will never leave you for another because even if there are 100 reasons to give up, he or she will find one reason to hold on to. You know, mm. Steve Jobs with his, with his wife for years and only had one wife. You got to admire that because a lot of people at that level, you know, they start looking. But he realized there's one reason to hold on to that person you love. You'll find that reason. Yeah, Karen's still looking for mine.
3: But <laughs> as soon as she gets it, I'm going to yeah. have to work with her on that. I'm
0: She'll be around for
1: another 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she'll live a long life. She keeps like, living... No, nah, we're just kidding. I'm sure Terry has one or two. Uh, okay, number four. You know, we're kidding. We're good friends. There's a big difference between a human being and being human. Only if you really understand that.
3: Hmm. hmm. I'm apparently not one that understood that one. It just means do you live? As a human, or are you just a human? Do you have the feelings and the emotions of being a human,
0: right? That's a good take on it. Yeah. I didn't think of that. You just said that one. Yeah, you're right. That's um, sometimes I feel more canine than human, but uh, I can Ah. understand (laughs) what you're saying there, too. I I think hanging
1: around your dogs. Yeah. yeah. And they are great dogs. I'll tell you, I was just with them. Okay, five. You are loved when you are born. You will be loved when you die. In between, you have to manage. Note, if you just want to walk fast, walk alone. But if you want to walk far, walk together. Now, there is something very wise. I Mm -hmm. I often think of footprints in the sand, you know? Mm
3: -hmm. When the guy
1: had a dream and he looked back and there were two sets of footprints, but at the most troubling times, difficult times are only one. And God said... It was then that I carried you. I didn't leave you.
3: Yeah. And would each of us be doing this ministry if
1: it was just ourselves? No way. No. <laughs> we couldn't. Right. You you yeah. come
3: along beside
1: others. Yes. I, I couldn't do it without you. And I don't know, you might be able to do it without me, but okay. <laughs> he says the six best doctors in the world are sunlight, rest, exercise, diet. Self-confidence and friends. You know, it's interesting. I just thought of your wife, Karen, posted something not long ago where Jesus said, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm the light of the world. Mm -hmm. Uh, In me, you'll find rest. Uh, You know, I'm a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. You know, I'm the bread of life. All those things that God is that cover a lot of this. But these were were Steve Jobs' thoughts. Um, But guys, it seems like he said, maintain them in all stages of life and enjoy a healthy life. I think what's missing is there's life after life. What are we working for in this life? In Ecclesiastes 12, 13, and 14, Solomon summed it all up when he said, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. And I'm going to have to to find that passage here and and read it to you. But it's, it's just fascinating how Steve Jobs, without knowing it, was covering so many things that the Bible says. In verse 13, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. Brian, our works are going to either burn up or they had eternal value. And Mm -hmm. that's what's missing here. Who are we living our life for?
0: That's just a in Hebrews 9, 27 tells us, and just as it is appointed for a man to die once, after that comes judgment. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> make your time count.
3: Yeah, he had some great wisdom for us, but it's a little bit hollow because of those last points, isn't it? Mm-hmm. If we're not doing it for God, if we're not doing things for
1: eternity and have that perspective, then it's hollow. And we want you listening to know that you can know that you're going to spend your eternity in heaven, which will be far better than anything money can buy, any success that we can achieve, even any friends that we have. It will all be glorious. Mm-hmm. And it's easy. John three sixteen, guys, we all learned it as kids. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Mm-hmm. Wow. Nothing more greater, nothing more important to achieve in this world. Amen. Brian, you know where you're going, don't you?
0: I do know where I'm going, and I'm taking you with me.
1: Absolutely. And we're (laughs) going to drag Terry Terry (laughs) along with us, too. Yeah, if you don't mind. (laughs) And John. We know John's going to be there with us. You know, Beth, when she was dying, she was seeing heaven. She had her eyes so fixed on that wall. You know, she wasn't afraid. She said, I'm sad, but I'm not afraid. One day I said, what do you see? What are you looking at? She said, heaven. I said, is it beautiful? She said, oh, yes. Boy, that just built my faith up, guys, to see her doing that, to, to, that she knew where she was going. That's, right. That's neat.
0: That's right. Yeah.
1: Well, this has been interesting. I'll tell you, Steve Jobs, you know, I pray that, that he found the Lord. You don't know, I know Mickey Mantle, who felt like his life was a big disappointment because he was an alcoholic. He didn't like signing autographs. But Bobby Richardson just kept working on him, kept working on him. And three days before he died, Bobby walked into his hospital room, and Mickey had a smile on his face, said, Come here, Bobby. He said, I accepted Jesus as my Savior. Mm. What a great story. When I heard that. I knew Mickey's in a greater hall of fame than the one in Cooperstown, Ohio. So Mm -hmm. no matter what you think you've achieved in this world or what you think you can achieve, it's all going to be greater when we get to heaven. So don't waste your life on material things or striving to find fame and fortune and success. Steve Jobs discovered it didn't make you happy, and so did Solomon. Fear God. Love him with all your heart. Well, it's been another rich episode of Finish Strong, and that's how we finish strong in life, helping others to know where they are going when they die. God bless, and we'll hopefully have you join us on our next episode of Finish Strong.
2: Thank you for listening to Finish Strong. For more information about Finish Strong and Fearless Faith, check out their website, ffaith.org. Make sure that you rate and review this podcast to help more people accomplish their God-given purpose so that together we can finish strong.